talk about four points. Number one, the importance of this question. The second point is the basis for this question. Third is the Lord's answer. And number four is the reward for that, doing what the Lord said. First thing, the importance of this question. Is that question important? Let's think of this. It's actually not just important. There is nothing more important than this question. That's what the Bible says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The most important thing in our life is actually not in our life. It's in the afterlife. So our life is what prepares us for what's after, what's next. If I don't work for it, I don't get it. So if I don't work for eternal life, actually, it's not just for granted. And we have to work for that. And you know that when we work on a target, to reach that target, we have to make a plan and know the strategy to reach that target. And that strategy, the, the one who knows it is God. So that's why that is a very important question as to start. But since it's very important, or though it's very important, why is not everyone asking that question? I think of this as well. A lot of people have not, not that question in mind. What do you think? Many believe that only science is what's there as a fact. Other than science, they do not believe. They don't believe in spiritual matters. We tell them that faith is not against science, but it's beyond science. Also, why they don't think of this question? Most of the time it is the sin. And the lust in their life, their desires, what they wanted to do, they don't want to give away these things. So they said, okay, we don't want it, God. We don't want him because when I know and acknowledge that there is God, then I have to change things in my life. And that makes their minds debased. This is what the Bible says. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. They didn't like it. Not just they didn't get it. They didn't like to gain God or retain him in his knowledge. So God gave them over to a debased mind. So God led them to their corrupt mind then. So they were never going to get it because their heart isn't in it. And then God left them to what they wanted. Also, why people don't think this question, it's what's called short-sightedness. They have short sight. But we as Christians, as St. Paul says, we do not look at the things that are seen. But the things that are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So those who do not look for eternity have actually short sight. They do not see beyond what's after life. Then after that, even if we believe in all of that, there are other points that prevent us thinking of this question, which is distractions in our life. Distractions and the busyness of life, that we're all busy, have a lot of things going on here and there, and we've got no time to think of after our life, what we're going to do. That's not an excuse, though. Last point here is the laziness and not wanting to struggle. People tend to, to, to like to be comfortable, not doing nothing, right? Just want to live my life the way what, 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 what comes. But in order to reach eternal life, there's going to be struggle, there's going to be work. Uh, people don't want to do this, so they prefer to avoid the whole thing. 
So that's about the importance of this question. The second point is the basis for this question. What I'm trying to get by the basis of this question is what makes me ask the question or what makes me feel the motive to ask the question or helps me ask the question. The first thing is the faith in God that he knows the way. So I make you ask certain que- that same question the, the young ruler asked, what shall I do to inherit eternal life, is that I have faith in God that he knows the way to eternity. And actually, it's not just he doesn't know the way, he actually is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's why St. Peter said to him, Lord, to whom shall I go? You have the words of eternal life. So if we're seeking eternal life, we're not going to buy it somewhere else. We're going to go to God and take it from Him. So that's why that's the basis for that question. Also that we believe in Him, that He created us. If you notice that in the liturgy psalm was read today, the Psalm 100, it says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and not we ourselves. So God is the one who created us. That's why He knows us even better than we know ourselves. So God knows us better than we know. Sometimes we get lost, we don't know what we wanted. But He knows it better. And then He knows the way that leads us to heaven. Also, we got to believe in His love. Okay, now we say that we believe that God knows the way and He created us. Okay. But does He work for our salvation? Does He care? Oh, yes, we got to believe in Him that He loves us and He cares about us. And then He will take us in the way throughout the way to heaven. Again, in Matthew's psalm today, read in the morning, it says, For in you, in the psalm, it says, In you I do trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift my, uh, my soul to you. So show me the way. I wanted you to tell me where to go, how to go to heaven, not just I do it on my own. Then takes us to the next point. The basis for this question is that I admit that I cannot do it with my own ability. I cannot. We have to admit that. You see in the gospel in the morning as well, Mary Magdalene, when she went to the tomb, it says that she saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. In the Gospel of St. Mark, it reads that she and the other Mary said, Who will roll away the stone for us? They found the big stone in the way. They cannot get to Jesus. Actually, it's not your job. God would do the job. But you get to rely on Him. So we know that we cannot take away the stones in our life like sins and others, but only God He will take away that stone. The basis for this question as well is the need for God. See that very clear in that person, even he was rich, yet he was not happy nor satisfied with what he had. If you notice, he came, it says about him, he came running, knelt before him and asked that question. Okay, you got all the money in the world. Why why you ask him for that question? That means the money does not provide happiness and joy and satisfaction. So the need for God, we have to admit that we need him and we want him. As St. Paul says, as having nothing yet possessing all things. Yes, we might not have everything, but we have the knowledge of God, which is more, much far beyond precious than everything else. But those who run after the money and the possessions in the world, and they miss the main peer, which is the Lord Jesus, then they lost everything. 
The last point here is that the basis for this question is the humility. In order to ask God something, I want to say that I, I do not know it myself. But people not all the time are humble enough to admit they don't know things on their own. And God resists the proud. And those who are proud and like atheists, they act or claim that God is not there or they do not need God. And that prevents them from asking the question. Let's shift to uh, the Lord's answer. What did the Lord say? Because the question is very important. The Lord liked the question and he asked it and he answered. What did he say? We'll talk about a few points here that the Lord said to do. Number one is to believe in the Lord Jesus as our God and Savior. That's number one as to start. You see, when he replied to the young ruler, he said, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. People take this verse and say, okay, he said, why do you call me good? Just let's focus on that. He didn't say, do not call me good. He said, why do you call me good? There's only one who is good, that's God. That means our Lord Jesus wants to tell him, yes, I am good, but since no one good is except God, then I am God. But he wanted to, to make sure that he says it in the way that he believes in God. Because our Lord said about himself, I am the good shepherd. So in another verse, he said, I am good. Yes, he is the good shepherd, so he is God. So number one is to believe in him as God. That's why he passed it back to him. Do you believe that I am really the good one, that God? Number two, it's to keep his commandments. The way to heaven actually is very clear. Now people say, okay, it's hard to get to heaven or hard to know the way. Not, not that hard. Because simply our Lord Jesus told him, you know the commandments, right? And he starts saying, do not, do not murder, do not commit adultery, and so forth. You know it. So God is not really hiding this from us. No, he wanted to give us the kingdom. So he said, okay, these are the commandments, do those, you'll be with me forever. So the keeping the commandments is the way to heaven. And that through the word of God, we get closer to God. And God himself manifests himself more towards us. And you see, St. Mark, the aesthetic here says, The Lord Christ himself is hidden in the commandments, so he who practices it uncovers him within it. So the Lord Jesus is hidden in his commandments. When you do the commandments, you uncover and you know more about Christ who is hidden in his commandments. So to believe in the Lord, do his commandments. Number three is very important. And he add on and says, To give away anything that keep us away from God. He says to that person, or he said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Sell what you have that you love more than God. Mean, take off that thing that you focus more than God. They got to sell that. So if you are attached to anything more than you are attached to God, you love anything more than God, then yet you have not discovered who the Lord Christ is. So that's why he wanted to show him, I am God. Do you know that? Do you know that I am more important than anything else? That's what the Lord wanted to tell him. But he didn't want to listen to that. So the Lord wanted to lead him to that knowledge so that he would be are willing to leave everything for him because he is the precious 
or the pearl of great price, as the Bible says in Matthew, the Gospel of St. Matthew. Kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So you can't sell what you have unless you find something better. So when we find that God is better, we sell other things. This man, these riches actually owned him, but it wasn't that he owned the riches. The riches owned him. He had no free will to give up all these things. Not that God wanted everyone to sell what he has. Yes, some people did it practically and literally. However, even the God did not ask Nicodemus to sell all what he had. He didn't ask Father Abraham to sell all what he had. But Father Abraham was willing to sell all what he had. His heart was not in these riches. And the evidence for that, that he did not withhold his son to give as an offering to God. So riches, nothing was more important for him than, uh, than, than from God. So selling whatever you have in a broader sense means that I do not anymore care about anything more than God or I trust not in anything but God. That's what God wants us to do. That's why he says, when we put that together with the, the couple of verses at the end when he says, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples didn't get it. Said, oh, so the rich would not enter the kingdom of God. He said, no, I don't mean that, but actually he uh, added on, he said, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. So, so that's the point. Do we trust in the riches or trust in God? You could be rich, use your money to help others that are need so that you're glorifying God still. So do not put trust in the riches, but put all the trust in God. And that way we'll be able to simply give to the poor and not be worried about the, the future. So being rich or being poor, that's not the case. The case or that's not the point. The point is where our trust is. It could be a person who is poor, but he does not trust in God. So he murmurs, he just complains, and he's worried about his future. That's the same, the other face of the coin, not trusting God like that man who is rich and does not trust in God, but trust in his riches. So the idea here is to trust God. Also, our Lord says, come take up the cross. So being ready to suffer for the Lord Christ, and at all times, that's a way uh, to, to, to reach the kingdom of God, and to struggle in his, keeping his commandment. And then at the end, he says, follow me. So he told him, follow me. So to walk in the same path that the Lord walked in. So we can't do different things and want to be with God in heaven. If we want to be with God in heaven, we get to walk through the same way, passing through the cross. And our Lord Savior, in his life on earth, he was serving others. He said, I came not to be served, but to serve. And to love others and be gentle with others. So that way is to how to follow the Lord Christ. Last point here is that it's impossible, or we have to know that it is impossible to be saved without Christ. It is impossible. They asked him, that's why they asked him, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For God, with God all things are possible. Only through God is that we reach to heaven. The last point is the reward. 
ازاي او ايه هي المكافاه اللي ربنا يديها لنا لو احنا نعمل الحاجات اللي فاتت اول حاجه ان احنا نرضي ربنا ونخليه فرحان نفرح قلب الله ودي مش حاجه قليله يعني احنا نفكر طب احنا هنستفاد ايه مش دايما نفكر ايه اللي يفيدنا لو احنا فرحنا قلب ربنا طب ما دي حاجه حلوه تبان في النقطه اللي وراها ان احنا هننال اعجاب ربنا ويبقى فرحان بينا يقول كده هوت في الكتاب في الايه هنا هوت ونظر اليه ابو يسوع واحبه يعني ربنا بص له بصه كده مختلفه لما قال له انا ايه حافظ الوصايا من الصغر بسرعه كمان نقول ان احبني احد يحفظ كلامي ويحبه ابي واليه ناتي وعندها نصنع منزلا نحفظ كلام ربنا ربنا يعلن ذاته لينا اكتر فنقدر نعرف ربنا اكتر واكتر واللي بيسيب اي حاجه لربنا حتى لو ما كانتش يعني حرفيا ما هو اللي بيسيب وقت من حياته او من بيته او من اسرته عشان يقضيه مع ربنا او عشان خدمه ربنا ما هو ده يعتبر ساب من اهله او من وقته او من بيته فده هياخد 100 ضعف ايه حكايه ال100 ضعف ربنا ما يسيبش اي حاجه ما يسيبش نفسه مديون فياخد 100 ضعف هنا في الارض محبه من الناس وبركات ربنا يديها له في حياته في القليل الوقت اللي عنده ياخد بركات ونقطه بعدها وهي يمكن غريبه شويه ويقول ومع اضطهادات فبيقول ياخذ حقولا واخوه بيوتا واخوه واخوات وامهات واولادا وحقول مع اضطهادات طب الاضطهادات دي مش ماشيه مع الكلام لا الاضطهادات دي ربنا بيديها كترقيه للي بيسمع كلامه لا تاخد اضطهادات زي الاباء الرسل والانبياء فتاخد بركه اكبر زي التلاميذ يقولوا كده هم فرح ذهبوا فرحين ذهبوا فرحين من امام المجمع لانهم حسبوا مستاهلين ان يهانوا من اجل اسم اخر نقطه هنختم بيها في المكافاه اللي هي الحياه الابديه ربنا يقول له وفي الظهر الاتي الحياه الابديه طب الحياه الابديه دي ثمنها كام؟ يعني هتيجي ثمنها جنب ايه اللي عندنا يكفي ثمن حياه ابديه بالرغم ان حياتنا كلها على الارض حياه محدده فيبقى احنا قلنا اول توجذر وستاد از ذا The importance of this question to ask where to get the eternal life and the basis for this question is to have faith in Christ and to believe in him that he is the way and he answered saying yeah you got to do my commandments leave the things that put you away from me and the reward is on earth you get hundredfold and also in eternal life glory be to God forever and ever <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 